impression the game you get old with what you put into it's like a walk of life if you're good enough go out and get it no more about it Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Shorty Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the world court today. No more about him. He made all the run that was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact that it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? sympathy in this game for anybody. Hello and you're very welcome to another episode of Treaty Talk with myself, Tom Clancy, and I'm joined as ever by Matt O'Callaghan on this cold winter's evening. Matt, we uh, are now at the very much the very business end of the championships across uh, Limerick and indeed the provinces. We're uh, down to just under 21 hurling of football at a domestic level. We have concluded all the adult championships uh, within Limerick uh, and the weekend just gone and uh, we're now into Munster club action but uh, we'll start Matt with um, Munster senior football championship uh, quarter final this year it was Newcastle West against Clonmel Commercians in Turles. Disappointment Matt for Newcastle West having secured the three in a row only a week earlier that um, they were they were unfortunately undone by what is a strong Clanmel commercial side and I suppose a slow start costing Newcastle West there but there there's no uh, monster dream uh, it, it, the monster dream is over for for 2023 so uh, disappointing into the year for Newcastle West a disappointing into the year Tom but it was a very very funny game and of course um, Newcastle West suffered a huge blow before the game in that Ian Corbett failed to make it you you know the injury that he picked up in the in the county final, ruled him out. Thomas Quilligan didn't start either, although he did come on. But um, it, it, it was a funny game. And um, Newcastle West had the aid of the breeze. And it was just sort of a freeze. I, I'm not so sure it was a breeze that, you know, that, that um, impacted that much on the game. But, um, you, you know, their pre-match wars were confounded within two minutes of the restart when Shawnee O'Connor... Um, he, he, he got past two or three defenders and put the ball wide of Michael Quilligan into the net. And it, it was the ideal start. And um, Coleman Kennedy added a point in the sixth minute. And it was 1-1 to no score. And you were saying to yourself, by golly, this is going to be a long, long um, afternoon for Newcastle West in mid-Tipperary. But it didn't transpire like that. Um, um, Newcastle West sort of began to come out of their shell, become more adventurous take the game uh, the game to Clonmel Commercials, who really sat back, Tom, at one stage. At one stage, it was a brief cameo. There was no um, Clonmel player in the Newcastle West half of the pitch. Now, it was looked as if the attitude was after going 1-1 to no score up, we, we hold what we have, you know, kind of thing getting back in numbers and Newcastle West attacked incessantly and they just couldn't find a way through a packed defence. Absolutely packed. There was sort of almost three lines of defenders there all, all the time. And like 
Clamell Commercial scored their, their first point in the 26th or in the sixth minute. They didn't score again, Tom, a, a, a score or a flag of either hue until the 31st minute. That was 26 minutes without a score. In the meantime, Newcastle West had tacked on three points. And just before halftime, Kevin Fahey, um, the inter-county player, he, he, um, they, 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 they sort of um, went forward in a rare foray. And, and he kicked the point, one, two to three points at halftime. But Newcastle West were facing the breeze in the second half. And um, but they sort of stayed in touch. And um, by the 55th minute, 55th minute, there was only a goal in it. And Newcastle West had a chance at one in, but Ethan Hurley's effort was blocked and turned over. And Peter McGarry, he ran the length of the field. And, and, and uh, you, know, you know, a contender for goal of the year. Um, a fine individual effort and, and steered the ball past Michael Quilligan. Two goals and that really shut the door on, on Newcastle West. A disappointing way for Newcastle West to go out. They, were, um, they certainly were plucky. They were brave. Um, but of course, I, I, I would imagine that Don Mill commercials had it uppermost in their mind what happened to them when they met Newcastle West last year in the semi-final. And of course, it was a much changed Newcastle West team because like Ian Carver, Thomas Willigan were out, Ian Sheehan, who is abroad, Shane Stack, Todd, Todd Donovan, Owen Murphy. You know, there, there, there was a list of, that, uh, of changes from, from this time, 12 months. But it was overall a very poor game, Tom. But I, I, I would definitely say as a Limerick man, I was proud of the performance that Newcastle West put up in the circumstances. And they left with their heads held high. But, you know, it, it is a game that it, it's very easy to forget. Um, the quality of football was, was poor. You can imagine with with four with 15 players behind the ball, you know, um, what type of a game that gives you, you know. But sort of, you know, Newcastle West did something similar um, to Mornaline probably in the Limerick semi-final. Like, but um, it doesn't make for good football. And it's certainly something that the purists wouldn't like anyway. It, it was a poor game, a disappointing way for Newcastle West to, to go out. But the men that went out to represent Newcastle West did themselves, their club, and our county proud. Yeah, I think that's a, a fair way of putting it. I'm mad that I didn't see the game myself, but the low scoring would suggest, you know, an overall KG affair. And maybe Clanmel had learned a lesson or two from the free flowing nature that some of the scorers in picture Newcastle West got last year. So, as you say, a disappointing way for, for their year 10. But Matt, as well, just to finally touch on it, I mean, you mentioned names there uh, in, in Newcastle West Arsenal that were missing in terms of Ian Corbett, uh, even AJ O'Connor. These guys were have he's, been game he's changers. He's another one, and, and Michael Crimmon is another one, you know? Yeah, they've been game changers down the year. But the, the Achilles heel in this game, Matt, is the concession of a goal. Newcastle West, I think, had gone five games in the Limerick Championship in a row without conceding. You could see the early goal probably felt like they were chasing the game from a long way out. Now, I know you say they were always within touching distance, but Newcastle West are extremely good front runners, as we know. We haven't seen them too often in Limerick have to chase, but something they had to do here. And maybe just not on chartered territory, but just something they're not as accustomed to as, as they'd like to be, you know, how to how to re recover a, a, a deficit in what it was a low-scoring game. So just something maybe Newcastle West weren't used to being playing without Ian Corbett. Can see the goal after a minute and, and be under the cash. 
Yeah, well, I, I, I could have seen a situation, um, you know, and um, had Ian Corbett been there and in the situation, um, you know, with the packed, uh, with the packed Clonmel commercials defence, if there was one player you wanted to upset that and possibly break through it, Ian Corbett was the man with the power and those searing runs that he does. You know, he was he was sadly missed now. Um, look, you, you cannot afford to, to, to lose a player of, you know, an all-star nominee of his calibre. You Your know, and in a well, turnover from last year, you were down two all-star nominees when you were down Keane Sheehan as well, you know. And you mentioned AJ O'Connor. He was a match winner um, three years ago, wasn't it? Um, yeah. And um, Michael Kremen, who was playing very well during the year, um, got, a, got a knock against uh, in the county semi-final, I think, and uh, didn't recover. And um, But Michael O'Leary came in, and I, I, I have to say I was very impressed with Michael O'Leary. Um, he played, played very, very well, which, you know, it gives you a sense that there is strength and depth in Newcastle West because, like, you know, they were beaten two seven to six points. Um, I'm very doubtful. You know, I can reconcile in my mind that it was a seven points game. Um, I, 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 I think it's an, a slight injustice to Newcastle West. I'm not arguing for one minute the better team won, Tom. But I don't think there were seven points better than Newcastle West. If you factor in a goal for the ages from Peter McGarry, and if you factor in a goal after two minutes, yeah, you know, even the goal, if one even the first goal is a great goal. Record, as well. it, it yeah. was, you know, it, um, disappointing, uh, as I said, disappointing way to go out for Newcastle West. But um, I, I think I, I, in defeat, I think they did themselves in the county proud. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, we'll move along from there, but credit to Jimmy Lee and his charges. A quick turnaround from the county final and Clamell, I suppose, had built up, built up to this for a little while. And uh, Jimmy, in his post-match comments at the county final, alluding that perhaps he may not let go of the reins Newcastle West just yet. So we'll have to watch that uh, space as we go. Matt, uh, domestically, there was three finals. Yeah, but that, there's just another point oh. that you mentioned there. Newcastle West had a seven-day turnover, turnaround. Uh, Clanmel Commercials had 21. Now, like, there might have been a slight warning in the Tipperary County Final in that on that day, um, um, Clanmel Commercials scored 6-7 in the County Final. Hmm. And three of those goals came in the full forward line. Now, Shawnee O'Connor, who got the first goal, he got two in the in the County Final. So, like, there was goal threat there. But um, yeah. Newcastle West coped with it very, very well, except in those opening two minutes. And like there was very little anyone could do to stop the Peter McGarry goal. It was one of those a goal for the ages. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Matt, turning to the I suppose action within the county, there was two football finals and and a hurling final over the weekend. We'll come to the the hurling in a minute, but just to stay on the football, uh, the Premier Junior A. It's the of course the third tier final, the deferred final from from uh, the previous week. Newcastle West second team getting the better of Fina in Ate. Great to see Ate used for a county final, a, a venue that maybe because of its, uh, you know, its geographical location probably doesn't get used so much, but uh, by all accounts, a superb venue for, for a game like this. Uh, Matt, Newcastle West, by all accounts, just seemed to do enough, just used their bit of experience. St Stephen Kelly, I saw Ian Carver joking online, or not joking, but pointing out on Twitter, Stephen Kelly has now annexed uh, as a player not to mind the coach he's as a player has won the junior 
the intermediate and senior county titles in Limerick. That is some feat for a player that uh, we had seen so often down the year in the green of Limerick and so often at senior everybody's club. There's no stopping this man, is there? No, no, no. You know, my position on Stephen Kelly is very, 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 very clear for anyone that has been listening. I'm a huge fan of the guy. Absolutely huge fan. And, you know, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm delighted for him and absolutely delighted the day he won his first county senior medal, which was which was which was fantastic, you know. And um, it, it, it was fantastic altogether for Newcastle West. And it, it, it sort of touches on what I've said there, like about the strength and depth that they have. Now they're going to have a senior team next year and they're going to have an intermediate team, which is which is really, really good backup now coming, you know, as they will go for, dare I say it, for four for in a row. But um, you have to spare up for, for, for Phoenix Media and Tom. And the manner in which they lost the county hurling final uh, to Mungret St. Paul's, which went to penalties, and now to lose a second final, it you know it 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 is very 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 difficult. And there's there have been a, a big crossover of players, and um, you just wonder about their mindset now going into um, on successive weekends. They're going to be involved in the Munster Championship this when we'll be talking about it in a minute. They're going to clear this 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 coming weekend and the following weekend. I think they're entertaining Kilmurray um, from Cork in the in the junior football semi final. They're actually so, away, man. Um, they have to go away to Cork for that as well. So have they to Cork go away venue. to Cork? Yeah, it's Cork venue. So they're in Clare this week and, and Cork then on the twenty fifth. So uh, my, two, oh, my apologies, you're actually right yeah, because yeah, yeah, I, I I was just talking to somebody in Tullus on Sunday. We were just talking about it and. Um, Wondering where Kilmory is, you know, and um, yeah, you know, it's it's a nice trip from Fina to Kilmory. I can tell you yeah. that. <laughs> a bit of a spin ahead of him, yeah. But yeah, but can so they pick look, themselves up, Matt? Is the is the thing, you know, that the hurling this weekend yeah, can they pick themselves up? I, I'll be talking about it again now in a few minutes when we're talking about the hurling. You know, um, you know, it is it is an opportunity. Look, it is what it is, you know, and they've just got to dust themselves down and go again, you know, and. There, there are still prizes to play for, and um, uh, we, we just wait and see it, Tom. Um, as I say, we'll be discussing it later, but for the moment, anyway, you know, congratulations to Newcastle West. Hard luck to Phoenix Media, and I, I, I know it might sound a bit hollow, but you know, well done on a very, very good season. I'll tell you, it takes a special group of players and you know, and, and a special club. To reach two finals, you know, two two junior finals, and um, I think Hospital Hammerstone may be the only club that won the two in the one year. So, um, you know, they 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 they, they were on the threshold of emulating that possibly, but um, you know, um, but a, a lot will hinge on how they pick themselves up from the loss of the holding final. Yeah, and finally, Matt, just one one quick one on that. The, the result of that game, of course, you mentioned Newcastle best up intermediate. Now, we've seen in recent years, we've seen Monoline go up to intermediate with their second team. We've seen Father Casey's go up to, with their second team. And it, it hasn't worked out. Will Newcastle West be different? Will they will they be competitive? Will they be able to field? You know, I, 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 I'd I hope they are. But what's your sense of it at, at this early juncture? I, I, I think they will. I think my, 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 um, my, my sense about the structure has been well noted. Um, I, I've spoken about it ad nauseum over the last two years because we had we had the situation with Napiershik last year getting two walkovers in the group stages, and um, 
we 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 had we had Mungret, you know, getting a walkover in the group stages this year, and you had you Galbally getting two walkovers in the group stages this year in the intermediate football championship. Intermediate football championship has status, Tom. You know that there should be no question at all. There should be no walkovers because those those that are involved in the intermediate football championship have come through the the different levels for the most part and qualified to be there. So it, it is hugely disappointing for the last two seasons. Like we 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 had we had Brough last year um, pulling out after two games. I think with Father Casey's pulling out this year after three games. Then your Castleman giving a walk over to Galbally, Glenn giving a walk over to um to um to um Mungret oh, St Pauls. From a Limerick football perspective, uh, Tom, the optics are all wrong, you know. And even even I, I was talking to some members of the football board over the wind, both in Thurlison and Ballygrand and Saturday. You know, I was emphasising that you know we cannot have more of the same. Doing nothing about this, Tom, is not an option on this occasion. Like yeah. we we've we've had two years. I'm I'm loath to say that it is mayhem. But like we, it, it it is considerable. It is considerable, um, um, you know, interruption to the good running of the championship. Like nobody, nobody. First of all, no club wants to give a walkover, and on the other side, no club wants to receive a walkover. Like no one any good. We we had a similar situation in the junior football championship. Come on, Grovers contested the the the. the the county junior football championship final, and they, they too were there on merit, but like they didn't get a fair, a fair whack at or a fair crack of the whip in the group stages, where they got two walkovers done. Yeah. You know, like I, I honestly think that there has, in answer to your question, and I know it's a long answer I've given you, but yeah. getting back to your point about Newcastle West, I feel Newcastle West as of now are well equipped because the players that we mentioned, I understand Todd Donovan, Todd Donovan is closing in on a return. He, he was injured and could possibly feature in the under 21 championships. You know, so, you know, the, the possibility is that, that Newcastle West will, will have players coming back. Now, there's also a possibility that there'll be further exits. If Jimmy yeah. Lee, um, you know, gives up, um, you know, there's some of them have been around a long time. Will they say to themselves, with three county medals, four county medals, some of them five county medals? You know, have we enough of it? You know, there, there, there are so many variables that would, as we speak now, Tom, I, I'm convinced that Newcastle West are capable of, you know, fielding senior and intermediate teams. Yeah, well, we'll wait and but, see on that one. But you know, uh, when you look at it, well equipped for us. When you look at it, Tom, you need and and um, I've hammered this now with the last couple of weeks because I'm at the utmost admiration for it. Um, when you look at the when you look at the Mungret St Paul's model, you know the the way that they had their intermediate team, the way that they had their junior team, and how successful that was. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll we'll see how they go. But again, congratulations to Newcastle West, another county title. Uh, they were waiting long enough for one. It felt like in football, and then they get uh, many, well, three in a row, senior level, and now two in the one year um, at other level. So they go from strength to strength. 
Matt, you did mention a place there, Bali Agran. It was the venue um, Saturday afternoon for Bali Landers uh, and Brewery, a repeat of the South County Final. You're already grinning, Matt, because um, you're all boys there uh, in Bali Landers. They got over the line just against uh, against Bally, or against Brewery, sorry, and uh, they are the Junior B football champions for 2023. Yeah, they are, and you know, congratulations to Bally. I'm absolutely, I was absolutely delighted. You know, everybody knows where my bias is in that regard. You know, but. Yeah, look, they 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 probably deserved it because um, both sides had periods of domination, and it 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 was it it was Ballylanders who made their periods of domination um, count on the scoreboard. Like they 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 were absolutely in the first ten minutes of each halftime, they were blitzed by 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 Brewery and Brewery scored two points in the first 10 minutes and in the second the 10 minutes after half time they didn't score at all even having the wind so like um, when Brewery will look back on that they they, they, they will see but uh, Ballylanders got a period they got a five minute spell playing into the wind in the second half and um, they were they were up at half time by a goal and they got uh, as I said they got a five minute spell and they scored the goal in two points against the Breeze you. you know, and that four points at halftime, and that put them. And that spell was from the 39th to the 54th minute, and that put them nine points up. And you were saying to yourself, "Gosh, belly at home and host what they were, what were they worrying about? Um, losing to Brewery for a second time, having lost by a point in the South, um, the, the South um, final." But nobody told Andrew Sexton and Brewery what the plan was. You know. So like Jimmy Jimmy O'D got a goal and um Patrick Lynch got a point before it, but Jimmy O'D got a goal and that, that unleashed a new belief in Brewery. And um they had they had closed the gap to say two points, two seven to one nine in injury time when they were awarded a penalty. Oh Kieran O'D was the man that was pulled down. He had gone in full forward, he was causing an awful lot of trouble to the Ballylanders defense. And Mac O'Callaghan brilliantly saved the penalty. There was nothing wrong with the penalty kick. Um, Patrick Lynch directed it for the left corner, but Mac O'Callaghan made an absolutely, no relation, by the way, um, made, made, um, <laughs> made an absolutely splendid save. And, you know, th that proved the difference in the end. But um, I, I would say overall, if you were to make a judgment, Bally were that little bit better. And they were, as I said, for the reason why they were that little bit better is when, when on top, they were able to make it, they were able to reflect it on the scoreboard better. Because Brewery had two huge periods of dominance, the first 10 minutes and the first 10 minutes after halftime. And all they had to show for that 20 minutes of dominance was two points. Yeah, not enough. So, um, but uh, when Bally, you know, when they got their tails up, um, um, they, 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 you know, they, 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 went about, they went about the job and, and really got it done. They got two good goals, by the way, Tom. Um, two very good goals, uh, in my view. Um, um, Killian Dane got the first one. It was a good, a good um, it was a good move by, um, um, you know, by a couple of players, Dylan Noonan, Dylan Noonan was the man that picked him out and he finished it to the net. And then the, the second goal was scored by Phil Sullivan, who was fine, excellent in, in individual goal. 
he veered in from the left and from a very, very tight angle put it into the corner of the net. So, um, yeah, I think Bally just about shaded it. Brewery, disappointed, you know, to lose it. Um, had the opportunity to win it. Didn't take it. Um, best of luck to Bally Landers. They, they go through now to the um, the, the Monster Clubs Monster Championship Series, yeah. in Nocadere. I, I think it may not be played until January. Um, going by last year, I think anyway, but um, yeah. or maybe some of it will be played before Christmas. But they they are looking forward to that. Hard luck to Brewery because Brewery is a football entity. Um, Tom, as I mentioned last week, really only came together after the hurling championship, and certainly from a football point of view, they were going in the in the right direction. Now, talking about the game itself, um, Tom, and I leave it with this final point. I made the point that. Um, Newcastle West and Clonmel Commercials was a very, very poor game. This was the opposite. This opposite. This was a very good game of football. And I'll tell you, if you just walked in off the street, you would have difficulty in believing that it was of June or B standard. Uh, well, that's a, a positive note to, to finish on in terms of the football uh, championships in Limerick. So, as I say, well done to Ballylanders. There's their second team. They can indeed represent Limerick in the Munster series. Uh, which I suppose just has a slight deviation. It's the same in hurling. We'll turn to hurling now and representing Limerick in the Munster Junior B Series, which is also held in Limerick, uh, is will be, sorry, Mona Lean's second team. They defeated Barry Brown in the Junior B final held in Capamore 2-13 to 1-15. Um, Matt, this from I was at this one now at the same time as you were out in the other one. This was uh, effectively a, a one-point hammering. Um Bally Brown had a chance to win this with the very last attack of the game. David Hall, who was celebrating his 30th birthday on the day, he uh, collected the ball going away from goal, albeit collected the ball and uh, fired over when if it had gone under. Bally Brown would have uh, turned a five-point deficit deep in stoppage time into a one-point win. But in fairness, only in deserving winners. They had goals uh, from, let me see, Dylan Crow at 1-2. Ben Hayes came in off the bench and uh, immediately got a goal. Two goals from, from long deliveries and uh, Spearman collecting the balls and rifling them to the net. Max Ivory was uh, un, uh, accurate from freeze as well. But just to mention, Matt, I'm not sure of his age and I, I, we don't like to be pointing out fellas' ages here, but Damien Cosgrove has been a great servant to Mona Lean down the years. I'm sure many people will be scratching their heads to say, where do I know that name from? Involved in Limerick panels in the mid-2000s. I think 2008 was the last time he was involved in a Limerick panel. Here he is, captain in his club from full-back uh, to a county title. And Matt, he didn't look a bit out of place. He really marshaled that full-back line well. And I'm, I'm sure you'll, you'll know the name as well down the years. But it's superb to see these guys still still turning out for their club. No matter what the grade, no matter what the cause, Damien is one of those who I'm sure will, will go on and on and on, it seems, forever for his club. Oh, yeah, now you have the advantage of I haven't seen the game that I didn't see. Um, I, I, I didn't see footage of the game either. But you talk about Damien Cosgrave, like what? What a phenomenal servant um, he, uh, Damien Cosgrave has been to Monoline. And I think you were mentioning 2008 there. I think his career spans back much, much further than that. Um, yeah. uh, way back further, I think it could be. I think, he's, I think he would have 1990s, a. I would imagine. Yeah, I think um, he is an in, in, intermediate medal. I in like him. You know, what an inspiration somebody like him is. You know, um, you know for. I suppose for young players, as a player, first of all, but as as a guy 
you know, as a man that, you know, if you mind yourself and if you do the right things, you know, what you can do, you know. Um, but he, he, like, he, you know, he, he, he has been an inspiration um, to Monody and Hurling for God knows, you know, I have to scratch my head and think how long, but yeah. it's quite a while now. And, and um, you know, congratulations to him on captaining the team to win the, the, the Juno B. And make sure you, you can be sure, Tom, that he will lead him out for Juno A in the coming year. Yeah, he will. I think uh, I have it in the back of my head. I think Moline won the intermediate title in a, in a Brown about 1998. As far as I know, he was involved yes. playing on it and that's it. So that's uh, 25 years. That's older than I'd say the majority of his teammates. A lot of his teammates on Saturday would have been born in the early 2000s. So he's been playing adult hurling longer than they've been alive. So uh, congratulations to Damien and Cohen. You know, I, I mentioned to some good performances there. Noel Fancy, uh, Harry Gleason, a couple, chipping in with a couple of scores. And uh, Edmurse Adalik, who's younger brother of uh, of uh, the Adalik with the Limerick Curlers, first name has escaped me, but he was in goal as well and was only beaten by a, a late free. So uh, Monoline will march on into the, the Munster Junior B series. And yeah, you're after think... mentioning a couple of guys there, Tom. You're after mentioning a couple of guys there now who are on the verge of making the Monoline senior team, you know, have been there or there about the, uh, about the panel, like you mentioned. Noel Clancy, he's one of them, Ben Hayes is another, and... Um, I saw Max Ivory playing last year. He was quite a good, promising player. So, Monlin are in a situation now where they're going to have considerable backup for their senior team. Now they're going to be faced with juggling between um, senior hurling and junior A. You know, yeah. but you know, there's no other place they'd want to be. You know, it's, it, it represents progress for Monlin. So, um, yeah, you know, it, 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 it definitely. Mona Lean are an emerging hurling force in our county. And you have that yeah. here first. <laughs> definitely, definitely, yeah. So that's their third win at that grade as well, 2002, 2015, and now 2023 for them. And uh, they'll go into Munster and they say looking to replicate the exploits of uh, Bruff, who won that Munster championship last year uh, and went on uh, to the All-Ireland final from there. Uh, Matt, the, uh, looking ahead to the weekend now, since we've reviewed, we might as well preview Napiershig and Bally Gunner is top billing. We have uh, two recent All-Ireland club winners, two of Munster's most consistent clubs, I think it's fair to say, two juggernauts littered with stars, and they're all heading to the Gaelic Grounds for a 4pm throw-in this Sunday. It's a repeat of the game last year, which was also at the same venue, and it was Bally Gunner, by, I suppose by virtue of a second-half uh, display, a dominant second-half display, got the better of, of Napiershig. So... What's going to be different this time if if the Piercing are going to be, I suppose, one of the favourites for the All Ireland Championship? Yeah, Bally Gunner, I suppose. Um, I, I I I saw some lists there have been already installed as favourites for the All Ireland Championship, and that's fine, you know. But um, um, you know, this is the sixth time that they have met in the championship. It's it's unbelievable the way they keep bumping into each other. Um. I think it's the third time they've met in the earlier rounds and they have won one game each in that and they've met three times in the final and Apiersic have won two of them and Ballygunner have won one. Apiersic in 2015, 2017, Ballygunner in 2018. So, um, yeah, there's never very, there's never much between In the first half last, last year, um, by halftime it looked as if there was only going to be one winner, Barry, um, the Pearsick were well on top. 
And I'm convinced Shane O'Neill is back as, as manager of, of, of Napierci, Tom. And I, I'm, I'm convinced anyway. Um, I, I saw him a couple of times this year, but I, I, I'm convinced we haven't seen Napierci get that best yet. Now, they got a fright against Dune, you know, but you would have to say they were very comfortable winners in the county final. Yeah. Now, uh, Ballygunner will have the advantage of having played a match in the Munster Championship when, when they come to Limerick on Sunday. They beat Sarsfields in the first round below in Walsh Park yeah. and, and beat them very, very comfortably. Match, this, this, this... Sorry? I was just saying it wasn't much of a match, Matt. To what two twenty to, to nine no, points? It, 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 but it, it, I suppose it just it, it, no. It was very poor, Tom. You know yeah. that that's a kind of a but that's a more reflection on Sarsfields. Yeah, yeah. You know, and Sarsfields had had you know thought they had won a good Cork Championship. You know, and it isn't easy win the Cork Championship, but um, the Cork clubs don't seem to you know. Um, put up much of a show in, in, in the Munster Championship in recent years. But um, I think, you know, um, the return of William Modern, who is a massive boost in the Pearsic. The addition of Shane Dowling is a big, big asset. You know, what Shane Dowling brings, all right, you can say what can a goalkeeper bring, but he brings an awful lot of pins of the field with Shane Dowling. And, you know, that there, 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 there will be that you know, that, that desire in, 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 in the Pearsig, you know, that they have to end um, the, the, the run against Ballygunner, that it, it, it is their turn. As I said, I don't think we've seen the best of the Pearsig this year because we didn't have to. No, they lost the first round to Patrick's well. They got that close call from June when they had to rely on penalties. But I thought they were, they were, they were impressive winners of the county final. Tom, without reaching their full potential. And you, you mentioned there at the start that, that it's a game littered with stars. And, you know, it's, it's a stellar cast in the Gaelic grounds. Like if, 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 if you look at, um, if you, if you look at um, Napier, Sheik Shailing, Mikey Casey, Ken Downs, Peter Casey, Ronan Lynch, Dahi Dempsey, you know, the, the list just goes on and on. You know, and over on the other side, you have Stephen O'Keefe, an all-star goalkeeper, Ian Kenny, Barry Coughlin, Parik Manny, Philip Manny, Desi Hutchinson, Peter Hogan, Paddy Levy. You know, you could go on and on. Like, the stage is set for a massive game. And um, I, 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 I believe that there is an extra notch in the Pearsig. And if we can see it on Sunday, I believe they have a right good chance of overturning Ballygunner. As the way, and I think the, the the key to it could indeed be Real Madonna, who we saw, but himself and Mike Casey as a as a kind of combination did to shut down Aaron Galan. I think they'll have a, a similar task with Desi Hutchinson, and I know they're not they're similar players, but they're you know they're, they're clear marksmen for their team. And look, I don't think uh, Napierski will allow Ballygunner throw the ball around like they did against Sarsfield. It was like training ground stuff, and look, they can only beat what's in front of them, but it was far too easy. And I don't think Napierski. You know, and effectively their own backyard, you know, coming all the way over to, to the north side of the city will, will allow Valley Gunner do that to them. And I, I think, you know, what better motivation than decide who, who ended your dreams last year than, than the same fixture, you know, coming back again to, to, to fix it. So 
Uh, Matt, we mentioned that. That's 4 p.m. on Sunday. It's live on TG Carr. Yeah, but you, do, you, yeah. you know, um, you're right there. Um, like, you, you wonder when you say, and you always think um, when some, when some um, club is coming in with the, the advantage of a game under their belts in the competition, that it is an advantage. I'm not so sure how big an advantage this one is to Ballygunner. They were at, they were at home and it was basically a no-show performance by Sarsfields, yeah. you know, and um, it, 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 you know, they were allowed to spread the ball around. I was watching it, and it, it was pathetic um, to see the fragility of 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 um, of Sarsfields resistance at times. Like you, you're right. There's there's nothing more than a training ground romp, you know, nothing, no intensity, nothing. You know that's not going to happen on Sunday. No, you know, and um, uh, I, I, I have a sense that there's the next gear in the Piercing, and I have a sense um, that they're sort of waiting in the long grass for Ballygunner, and that um, uh, if they can bring it out on Sunday, I, I, I think they're capable of toppling Ballygunner. Okay, well, we're well, just looking down the grades now, Matt, as well. Uh, earlier on Sunday in Currafin in County Clare, uh, Drummond at Laka make the, the venture into Munster Club action against Currafin. So Currafin bringing this to their home ground as it stands anyway, unless the, the weather takes care of that. But it looks like Currafin will host Drummond at Laka. It, it's bonus territory, Matt, normally for the team that wins the Intermediate Championship. But what we saw last year with Mona Lean, uh, they got over, I think, was it uh, Dora Bearfield in Kilmallock? And then they went on from there. They won the, the Munster title um, beat they went Ross on Gray. then, yeah, beat Ross Gray. That's it. Yeah, won the Monster title. Went on then, beat uh, Bray Emmett, wasn't it, in the All Ireland semi final, and then and beat Torin of Mayo in the final. So, like four wins, and you're the kings of of the country. You know, it's it's easier said than done to pick up four wins. But I think the time frame that Drummond at Lacka have had since the county final will be ideal. They'll get a little bit more fitness into Keane Scully, they'll get a little bit more rest and recovery into their their older older, you know, charges. They'll have enjoyed the celebrations. And now they can, you know, they can turn around and say, there's no reason why we can't go to Curafin and 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 get over the line and into a into a monster decider. No, and um it it it, it um interestingly they, they, they it's it's their fourth time being involved in the Monster Intermediate Championship. And on two of the three previous occasions, uh, was it 2007 and 2009, they got to the finals. And, and um, they lost to Bella, I think, by a point or two in in um, in 2013 in Brough. But like, um, uh, like, Drummond and Clack are in a very good place, as you rightly say. They've, they've got game time into Ian Scully. He's got two or three... Uh, or four weeks even to 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 to, to recover since Carafin haven't been in the Munster Championship before, but they had a very very impressive win over Laura Dora in the first round in McDonough Park in Nina. Yeah, um, that's a good like away win in fairness. The, the Tipperary champions, because of a restructuring in the the the, the championship in Tipperary, are, are formidable as um, as we saw last year when. Um, Monlin um, were pushed all the way to beat Ross Gray in the Munster final, but um, it's this is new territory for Carafin. Uh, their only experience of this this level of competition before has has been their first round game with Lara Dara. So because 
They won the county championship in Clare this year for a third time and a first time since 2002. So they wouldn't be that experienced at this level, but they obviously have, they've, they've obviously a side. And um, what I was told about them is that they have a very, very even side. Now, Dermot Duggan got three goals in the, in the win over Laura Dora in, um, in the uh, quarterfinals. Cahill, is it? Dermot Cahill? Uh, Sorry, Dermot Cahill. My apologies, Dermot yep. Cahill. You got, you got three two, yeah, again three two in that win, yeah. yeah. And he, he certainly will be somebody to watch. But you know, I must remember that that he, up along, um, Drummond and Laka have met players of that caliber, say, and they, they 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 have managed and they have coped with them and they have successfully, you know, policed them and. You know, they, 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 they will be conscious of that. Now, it's a difficult task to go down to Corrifin and beat Corrifin. Call a spade a spade. Now, they, they also have, um, uh, you know, something in their armory that could be a big assistance to them is that their manager is a Clare man, Joe Hickey, yeah. and has an encyclopedic knowledge of Clare hurling as he was, he was an All-Ireland winning minor selector with Clare this year. So there's very little that he won't know about the ins and outs of Clare Hurling. So he he could be a secret weapon in 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 the Drummond at Lacket camp, but they have to go out and do it on the day. And Drummond at Lacket's chances will hinge a lot on how um, Carafin cope with David Reedy, and also you know um, we've seen in the competition this year. The, the level at which uh, Peter Ryan has been able to impose himself in all the games through the Limerick Championship. And if they can counteract those two, you know, it will make it difficult for Drummond and Clacker. But I'm of the belief that Drummond and Clacker are going to Carafin, Tom, with a right good chance. Yeah, absolutely. Sunday afternoon for that one, one thirty in Carafin. If you can't make it, it is being streamed by Munster GA TV. So an opportunity to, to tune into that one before the, the senior one, as I mentioned already, the Pearsig and Ballygunner later in the afternoon. Matt, the day, the day previous, uh, it's a, a unique pairing in the junior Munster Championship because uh, I, I don't mean in the terms of who's playing who, that's they're nearly always unique or, or generally are at these grades, but in the fact that it's two teams that haven't won their county championships, Fina Kilmeady, uh, against the banner, this is in Cusick Park. The banner are club, um, you know, you've Air Og in Ennis, but they're another club in Ennis. The banner, I suppose, more recently formed. Uh, they have a star in Clare star in Shane Meehan, who uh, almost single handedly knocked St. Kieran's out last year in the same fixture. But St. Kieran's eventually doing it, uh, getting over the line, I think, with an extra time point, uh, to get to do that one. So the Banner have it won, Claire. Phoenix and Media have it won, Limerick. But here they are in a in a Munster Junior semi final. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, you mentioned St. Kieran's, like they did. They have been in the Munster Championship before in 2013 and, and did very, very well in it. They had victories over the Kerry and Clare champions before they lost to Belly Saget from Waterford, who were um, powered by, by the Bennetts, um, Shane and Stephen Bennett and Kieran Bennett. You know, um, and I think Bally Saget went on that year to win the All-Ireland, possibly. So, like, <coughs> Phoenix and Media have given a good account of themselves in the championship heretofore. Now, Banner, for the same reason that they're appearing in the championship this year, they got knocked out by Kilmele in the quarterfinal this year in Clare. 
Um, uh, they were the last, uh, then uh, were the last junior team standing. They were the last junior team standing last year also. And um, when when they met St. Kieran's in Cusick Park in Ennis and won by se- and lost by 17 points to 16, uh, St. Kieran's re- reaching reaching the the, the final. And um, <clears throat> but um, you know, Banner have played one game in the competition so far. They beat. Tralee Parnells won 10 to 10 points in Tralee. Shane Meehan scored 1 8. Yeah, penalty you know, the difference, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, doesn't doesn't augur well, you know. Um yeah. if, if 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 you're so dependent on one player, because you know, I, I have no doubt that um Phoenical Media will be more than conscious of, of the threat of Shane Meehan and that they will have plans in place and that that mm. that, that, that they will not be upstaged by him. Just like St. Kieran's to a certain degree were last year, and certainly Tralee Parnells were recently in, in the yeah. Monster Championship. So with that, I, I, I give St. Kieran's a decent chance. Um now we were talking earlier about oh sorry, I Phoenical Media a decent chance. But we're talking earlier about, about Phoenical Media and the fact that they lost the two county uh, junior finals. An awful lot Tom will hinge on the mindset. And you know how they approach the game. You know that there's there's only one thing that they can do to ensure you know that they get a maximum return on Saturday, is that they park the two county finals. I know it's not easy, but that's what they've got to do. This is a new new competition, and they start from yeah. the beginning. But if they do that, if they can set, if there is no hangover from the county finals, they have a very good chance. Yeah, I think I think we saw the, the skill level they have as well in the county final. So if they can replicate that and maybe tighten it up at the back, I think there's no reason they can they can't defeat Banner. Uh, the Banner, I saw the Banner last year. I was commentating on that game against St. Kieran's. St. Kieran's double mark Shane Meehan, but such as his quality, he was still able to get score, still able to win the ball, still able to win free. So that's the key to them. Can they limit him, and then can they get? You know, uh, a bit of productivity at the other end, but uh, Saturday, one thirty p.m. Yeah, because live they, 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 Media are an even side. They're a pretty hmm. even side. Like there's, you know, one to fifteen. They're, they're, they are pretty even. Everybody knows their job, sort of thing. And um, you know, um, you you could see them through the championship. Like they were fancied in the junior champ right from the outset this year. After one or two games, everybody is saying, "Oh, look." Um, Phoenical Media really good, and that's how it transpired until the final. Yeah, so we'll see how they go in that Munster semi final. 1 30 pm from Cusick Park, live on Munster GA TV uh, on Saturday afternoon. Matt, uh, looking uh, switching codes now slightly, anyway, at least to Camogie. We have Sarsfields of Cork. We mentioned our senior hurlers, it was it's our senior Camogie side that provide the opposition for Newcastle West in the Munster senior. Uh, Camogie semi-final. Can Newcastle West do? I think they have knocked on the door a few times in Munster down the years, and I think COVID has stopped them and different bits and pieces. Can they? Can they get to a Munster final here? They'll be up against it. Going, it's this game is on in Castle Road, uh, which isn't too, which isn't a million miles from uh, Parky Rin in, in in Cork, as far as I'm aware. Sunday, 1:30 p.m. Newcastle West ladies flying the flag for Limerick once again. Yeah, Castle Road is in Black Rock, and his um. It's the headquarters of 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 Cork Camogie for the last number of years, and uh, they're they're facing a, a Sarsfield team that um, 
you know, they did, um, they, Sarsfields completed a, a senior Dublin car curling in Komogi this year before they got thrown the storm. Um, their pitch got thrown and all that sort of stuff. Whether that has in, in, impacted or interrupted the, their preparation. But you, you have to say that um, a team coming out of Cork, Cork are the All-Ireland champions, you know, and um, they are the brand leaders in, when it comes to Komogi and um, you, you would expect them to be very, very strong. Newcastle West, um, Newcastle West are, um, I saw Newcastle in the county final um, this year and I was very, very impressed with them. Um, the only doubt I had, I think they scored 14 points in the county final. They were scored by two players. Rebecca De Lee got eight points and I think Roisin Ambrose got six or nine, five or whatever it was. You know, yeah. I, I think they need a greater spread of scores when when they will be going down to Cork. Um, the Cork goalkeeper would be, uh, Amy Lee would be the best known of the of the Sarsfields team. It's a difficult task going 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 to Cork any time in Camogie, whether it be inter-county or club. But Newcastle West have built up a bit of experience in the Munster Championship, and um, I would be expecting to. They, they, I would be expecting that they'll give themselves a they'll give a very good account of themselves. Now, like like um, um, we were talking, Fianna Kilmeady being involved in the double and what have you. You know, they were almost involved in the double as well because so many of the Newcastle West players play ladies football with with um, with Mona Gay. And um, that group of players will just have to put it aside and, um, you know, focus on the hurling now for this weekend. Um, it, it's great to see Rebecca Deleeb back, Tom. What a wonderful player. And yeah. um, she, she had a fantastic county final, which was only her third game this year since coming back from a second cruciate, you know. And she, she will, you know, she will carry a lot of the hopes of... of, of um, Newcastle West now, Carmen O'Leary, Debbie Murphy, all ex-excellent players, Russian Ambrose, the Limerick football captain, was outstanding in the county final. At full forward, five or six points from play. But they need to get a greater spread of scores. And if they can do that, and in any case, I give them a decent chance. Now, Sarsfields will be favourites, especially yeah. in Castle Road. Absolutely, yeah. So we'll see what Newcastle West can do. Flying the flag for Limerick after winning the senior title a few weeks ago. Sarsfields of Cork, Castle Road on Sunday, 1.30pm. Uh, Matt, a day earlier, 24 hours earlier, in fact, 1.30pm on Saturday, Ballyogran plays host to uh, Mona Lean and they're playing Butlerstown of Waterford. That's in the Munster Intermediate uh, Camogie. Uh, I think it's a semi-final. It's actually the Munster Junior, I'd say, Tom. Junior, junior, apologies. Yeah, Junior, and that's a semi-final yeah. as well, Matt, as far as I'm aware. Um, Mona Lean have been knocking on the door, Matt, in terms of winning the Limerick Championship. They've finally done it. So, I suppose, bonus territory. But we mentioned Mona Lean earlier in terms of winning an All-Ireland Men's Intermediate title. They might take a little bit of inspiration from from their uh, their male peers from, from what was done 12 months ago. Well, you know... Um... You look at Adair. Adair were Limerick Jew champions in 2022. Oh, sorry, intermediate champions in 2022. And they, stuck, they, they took this competition by, by storm, reaching all the way, winning the Munster Championship, <coughs> 
traveling to Ricelip in London to win the quarterfinal and only losing in the semi-final. You know, so that will give you an idea of the level that Limerick Camogie is at. And um, I saw Mona Leon this year and I was hugely impressed by him. Um, they beat what I thought was a very decent, um, a good um, Croke-Kilfinney team in the county final and were worthy winners. And um, I, I, I think they're going to be formidable. Now, Morgan Watford is very strong at the moment. They're living still on the oxygen of reaching the All-Ireland final for the first time, is it, in 78 years. Um, but um, I, I, I'm feeling in Ballygrand that... Monaline will be that little bit too strong and and will progress. I yeah. if, if if let's me let me put it this to you this way, Tom. If they replicate the forum and the performance that they had in the county intermediate final, they would be very happy to be it. Yeah, well, very good. Well, hopefully they, they can reach those levels again and uh we'll have another Millimark team in a provincial decider uh, at the end of this weekend. Uh Matt, we'll just switch now to, to schools action and maybe hearty cup is something we haven't mentioned. Uh, great. I think this year you'd agree, Matt, to see uh, no fewer than four Limerick schools at uh, the top table of, uh, I suppose, boys or men's uh, schools. The competition now that's gone to fully gone to under 19 level. Um, at the time of speaking, which is just late on Wednesday evening, the, the results are in. John the Baptist uh, recovered uh, to progress. They were 11 points down at one stage. Um, uh, on again in Feathered, um, against sorry, I'm just Carrick and Shore, yeah, CBS. Um, and this is a group of three which also involves Castle Troy, so they rescued uh, a losing position, they get the draw that puts them onto three points. They top the group, they eliminate the Tipperary men, and they also bring their uh, their compatriots over in Castle Troy through with them because Castle Troy were, were, were pending on that result that they were going to get through or not. So, John the Baptist win the group of three, Castle Troy. Uh, with one win are true and uh, the Tipperary lads are out. So good to see those two schools back at the top table and also good to see them in the knockout stages. We'll, we'll look at the other schools in a minute, but just from that group, great to see John the Baptist uh, dig dig that one out and uh, get, the, get the draw they needed. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. It, it, they're back in the Hearty Cup this year. It's not so, too long ago since they were in it, you know, and um, was it a semi-final that they lost to Tullus after the replay? Um um, like you know, it, it, it is was it 2017 when they won five All Irelands in 18 days? The All Ireland, yeah. um, uh, senior B hurling, the All Ireland senior A and junior A ladies football, and the All Ireland senior and junior C Camogie championship, which was phenomenal. So, there's a great tradition of sport in the school, and I'll, I'll be mentioning something else about it later, but um. Yeah, it's good to see John the Baptist. They have squad. I have details of their squad here, and they, they have a very, very promising squad. And I would be expecting, you know, it would very well in the last. It's it's last six. They're through to the last sixteen now. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, that's right, Tom, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I think that it's it's kind of a convoluted system. Some of the the group winners are through to the quarterfinals. And more, more of the teams who are finishing as group winners and second are, are in a kind of a well, it's a preliminary quarterfinal anyway. I think it's down to sixteen, yeah. yeah. And then they're, they're, that's going to be played for Christmas. So we'll we'll be getting towards the business end of it anyway. It's a it's a very much an expanded Hearty Cup this year, uh, Matt. I think I'm not sure the exact number. It's, it's upwards of twenty teams in it anyway, um, we, which is phenomenal. We but, need Einstein, yeah. and I can understand it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. There's groups of four and groups of three anyway. 
I, I did have a handle on it a few weeks ago, but uh, uh, such as the volume of games got out of my head. But, but uh, yeah, never, nevertheless, during the knockout hurling. The bottom line is, Tom, that we had four, we had four, we had four schools starting out of it, and after the group stages, three are still standing: Ardskull Reach, John the Baptist, and Castle Tri College. Unfortunately, yeah. Skull Trinad Dune are out of the Dune, competition, yeah. and we also have a one in the border, um, Charleville, who have a very limited Limerick representation, unusually this year. Um, yeah. They're also through. Yeah, so just to, to Middleton had defeated Dune today to win all win all their games in that group. Middleton one seventeen, Dune uh, one sixteen. So Dune, I think, needed a, a win and probably needed a favour or two here or there, but they couldn't get their own side of the bargain done. Arsenal Reach uh, defeated De La Salle of Waterford twenty four points to one eighty. What's a one eight? I should say. Uh, good, good at both ends of the field there, but it sounds like fourteen points. I think in the second half. For the men uh, on the Ennis Road, uh, they're of course littered with stars around the county, and indeed some from over uh, in our neighbours there in the Banner. So they go from strength to strength. No surprise that they're in the the business end of the championship uh, from that group. But we'll uh, we'll see what what the fixtures throw up when the permutations are done for the knockout phases. But as Matt says, three of the four Limerick schools progressing: Castle Troy, led by Liam Rail. Uh, I think we've uh, involved with John the Baptist is. Uh, uh, Paul Brown is involved as a coach there, and and and, and I know Mark Keane is involved with Castle Troy as well. So guys that have served Limerick get across different guises and different grades, really giving back to the school scene as well now. So uh, great to see that as well, and and we'll see who they paired up with in the in the knockout phases in the coming weeks. Uh, Matt, you did mention uh, a throwback to a previous success, an All Ireland title won back in the late 80s, uh, up the road from me here in, in hospital, and it was with a celebration uh, to mark that uh, last weekend. You just wanted to touch on that there. Yeah, there was. The, um, I was invited to um, to a very, very nice function on, on Saturday evening in John the Baptist School and Hospital. Um, it was a reunion of the, um, the hurling teams of 1987-88 and 88-89 of the presentation Delescal School and Hospital, which is the forerunner of um, now um, John the Baptist School, and they won the All Ireland. Um, first of all, they won the Keen Cup and they won the Munster in one year, and followed it up the following year by winning the Munster and the um, the All Ireland um, uh, Senior B Championship. And um, most of the from that era were there. Um, I suppose the most notable that was there on the night was Frankie Carroll, who was very well known in Limerick circles. But sadly, on the night there, there was one there was one very very familiar individual missing, and it was the late P.J. Garvey, and um, um, his wife and his two sons, both of whom won county medals with Mungret in the last couple of weeks. Connor and James were present on the evening, and in a very touching moment. Um, Tom um, Cahill Ryan, who was one of the spear, those spearheading the, the, the reunion and the night, um, presented the number 12 jersey, um, presentation jersey, um, to um, that, that um, PJ wore with such great distinction in, in his days in Presentation College or Presentation de la Salle. They presented the, the, the jersey frame to his two sons, which was Perfect. lovely touch with a very, very moving moment. But um, uh, that was, you know, uh, that, that, that was absolutely fantastic. And I suppose therein lies um, 
the tradition and they, 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 they set a standard and they, those players and those men now, you know, who were there in large numbers and and um, people and connections travelled from Donegal, uh, from Mayo, um, uh, the former principal, Brother Raymond, travelled all the way from Dublin uh, on the evening. So it was a lovely, lovely evening and, um, you know, as, as I said, they sowed the seeds um, of a tradition of great sport that, that continues literally to a few hours ago in John the Baptist School because it was in 2017, I think, they won the All-Ireland B Colleges for a second time and um, it was a great sporting ethos in, 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 in John the Baptist School and, um, like, it was great to see the origins of it, Tom, laid bare there on Saturday night, and which was a very, very, um, a very, 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 very nice function. And and full full credit to to, to Carl Ryan, Frankie Carroll, Michael Ryan, and John McCarthy, um, who, who were the four organisers, um, uh, kind of a subcommittee that brought the people that uh, brought so many players together. It was and. It was a night, um, you know, a night of celebration, reminiscing, tinged with sadness. The loss that PJ Garvey, you know, who was one of their key players, probably their marquee player, he was missing, but he certainly wasn't forgotten in the night. His his wife Sheila and his two sons were there, and his two sons, as I said, accepted the framed number twelve jersey that he wore with such distinction, with 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 Presentation College and. It just was a lovely evening, lovely thought, and you know, let let's hope that in the current Hearty Cup series, that um, the John the Baptist would make further history. Yeah, absolutely, and a, a nice way to finish this week's podcast. And uh, it sounded like a superb event, and, and hopefully, we'll see more of these around the place with different clubs and and schools marking their 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 former stars and, and as you say, Matt, the, the men who, who paved the way for, for future generations. So I suppose that's where we leave our podcast this week. Thanks very much for joining us. Thanks again to Matt and uh, we'll chat to you very soon. Impression the game, we get old with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for pounds worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Shorty Buckley. To do that to Tommaso Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the world court today. No more about it. They made all the run and that was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? No sympathy in this game for anybody.